Hi, this is Randy Cross of the San Francisco 49ers, three-time Super Bowl champion, and I love my time with the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Hello and welcome to the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm your host, Nemo's Bruce, and as always, I'm joined by Kobe Durant. Kobe, how are you doing? Fantastic. I'm feeling pumped today because we're recording this just one day ahead of the start of the NFL season, and today we're going to talk a little bit of NFL fantasy. There we go. It's the night before. It's like Christmas all over again. And this episode is brought to you by the good folk at New Smile. Use the code PROSPORTS to get $150 off all teeth aligning kits. Put a smile on your dial and then turn it up with New Smile. Anyway, Cove, let's get into it. What do we got today? So we're going to start off by looking at players that we think can have a significant impact early in the season, and then players that can have the same sort of impact late in the season. So we'll begin with players that we think you should have in your rosters now, but mm-hmm. maybe want to move around, say, bye week time yeah. versus players you want to pick up at that time, maybe at a discount because they haven't really hit their potential yet. Yeah, Coach. So the key here is we're looking at guys who you can acquire reasonably easily. We're not talking about Aaron Rodgers. We're not talking about Christian McCaffrey. These are guys who might be on your waiver wire or they might be available in a trade potentially. Yeah, sitting on someone's bench. They're not that really attached to them yet. So you could potentially make a move for them early before the numbers start to come in. So to kick it off, we're going to start with my 49ers. Now, if you have been following closely this offseason, you'll know that both of us are high on the 49ers because of their schedule to start the season. So the name that I like early on is Raheem Mostert. He's a veteran running back. It's the unwritten rule in football that the veteran gets a start to start the season. Kyle Shanahan is going to give Raheem the start. He's going to get more snaps than the younger Bucks in that squad. I expect him to eat early and often, especially with week one against Detroit. And there's some other notable matchups coming up. He'll be busy. Yeah, Raheem Mostert has also proven that he is a true NFL quality running back. This isn't a guy getting the start just because he's a veteran. He's put in some good work already for the 49ers. He's proven that he can be there for them. So you're going to see him eat in week one. In fact, I drafted Raheem Mostert in our Experts League. Because I wanted to start in week one, he's, he's actually a bench player for me. But in week one, he gets the start because it's against Detroit. But there's been a lot of hype in the offseason leading up to the, the beginning of the season, the NFL season, on the new shiny toy for Shanahan, Trey Sermon. And we want to bring up Trey Sermon because he's someone you want to have on your roster maybe late in the season. That's right. I mean, Mostera is not... The young buck that he used to be. He's a little bit older now. Sermon, I expect once he gets the playbook down, he'll be getting more carries. He'll be getting more trust from OC. And he'll be 
running more, if you run the ball more later on in the season. And this is the Shanahan system, right? So they're going to be utilized, both of them, all the way throughout. As long as they're healthy, they're going to get on the field at some point each game. We're just saying that we expect Raheem Mostert to maybe get a larger percentage of the carries in the beginning, with Trey Sermon slowly taking over towards the end. And there's two reasons for this. One, like you mentioned, he's a young buck, right? So he's got all that kind of, all, all the treads left on the tires. But also, in a league where you're always after an inexpensive option at running back, someone like Shanahan is always looking for the next guy to move up mm-hmm. so that they're never really overpaying at that position. Exactly. And if Trey Sermon can prove himself, trust me, Shanahan's going to want to run him as much as he can and get him ready for next year at a discount in comparison to someone like Raheem Mostert. That's right. And the second half of the season is when you pick up your handcuffs, if you will. I'm not saying that Sermon is a bona fide handcuff, but one would say that he's second to most at the moment. I've never been one to draft handcuffs. I'm always one to pick them up later on as the weather deteriorates in North America. I'm the same way. I don't like drafting handcuff players because for who knows how long, they are basically a wasted spot on your bench. I prefer to have depth on my bench with another team of a player that gets carries versus having a true handcuff. But yeah, if you see a player slowly breaking down as the season goes on, at that point, if you can trade for a handcuff or pick one up off the waiver wire, that's the time to do it. No doubt. Let's move on to the next group. Let's do that. And speaking of breaking down, let's talk about (laughs) Sammy Watkins. because Sammy Watkins is probably one of the hottest fantasy football wide receivers for a couple of weeks Every single year. Mm -hmm. Sammy Watkins has this way of really dazzling people early on in a a season, making you believe he's the next top five wide receiver to break out. And then all of a sudden, it happens so quickly, he just disappears. He's he's quite literally the disappearing magician (laughs) of fantasy football. So if you have him on your roster early, bonus. He's probably going to have a two or three touchdown game in the first three weeks. It'll probably happen. Yeah, and <laughs> if you had him last season, you'll remember. He was probably on your bench in week one when he scored three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. And then just went missing for the rest of the season. He was on my roster. I remember that. I won't forget it. But we let time pass. We give people a second chance, maybe. Anyway, this season, so Watkins begins against the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, he's, he's been moved to Baltimore. He is no longer in Kansas City. He's in Baltimore, a team that lacks wide receivers. Yeah, it's very advantageous at this point because half of their wide receivers are injured or playing injured. Mm-hmm. So he's one of the healthiest guys on the roster. It's all set up for him to have a fantastic first couple of weeks as usual. So if you have him, feel free to roster him early and see what you get. Bonus is, the second he has a big game, make a move. Yep, trade him. Get him him off your roster. Move him on. Find somebody who gets dazzled by the fact that he had two big scorers in week two. (laughs) And make a move, get someone that's on her later list, and benefit from that. And you could probably have drafted Sammy Watkins pretty low in the in the, in the draft, right? Yeah, Late yeah. round pick. There you go. So you could trade him for someone like McCall Hardman, perhaps? Yeah, right? You could go up for a McCall Hardman, which is someone we actually want to bring up. Mm. McCall Hardman is now the number two in Kansas City, but it'll probably take him a little while to really get a full feel for the role. He was kind of platooned in and out the last couple of seasons. So McCall Hardman, by maybe the bye week, or even before that with Kansas City, he could be 
fully fledged in his role and ready to rock on a powerhouse of an offense. So that's somebody who may not have the numbers early, but could have huge stat lines late. So if, yeah, if you can deal with Sammy Watkins for a McCole Hardman and say week five, you're probably laughing. No doubt. And we know that Andy Reid loves to prepare for those post bye week games. So that's probably the best time to get McCole Hardman. He'll have a, an up week after the bye, and then he's got a pretty decent run in the, in the lead up to the fantasy playoffs. So what more do you want from the, the defending AFC champion team, the Chiefs? Right, let's move on. We got a couple of more running backs to bring into you here. So let's begin with Gus Edwards. Yeah, so the Baltimore Ravens, just going back to Sammy Watkins' team, they've had a bit going on with their running back room. J.K. Dobbins, the presumptive RB1 in that team, is injured now. Done for the season. And then another guy on that. Justice Hill. Justice Hill. <laughs> no justice for Hill. He's, he's injured. <laughs> he's done for the season. He's done for the season as well. So <laughs> right now it's Gus Edwards, Tyson Williams, and they just signed Le'Veon Bell off the, the street. He's now on the practice squad. So I'm not worried about Le'Veon Bell, to be honest. I feel like he's literally gone there just to play Pittsburgh twice. Well, and, and to have some depth in the room. That's all it's for. Right. But what I saw from him in Kansas City, I don't see it. I, I feel like when he took that year off from Pittsburgh, that was the death knell. That was like the downswing. This is Gus Edwards' RB1 tag to lose. This is a guy that is going to... Have the carries. They want to preserve Lamar Jackson. They want to go on a Super Bowl run. I think there'll be less design runs for Lamar Jackson, personally. I think Gus Edwards will get more of these carries, and he has a pretty decent start to the season. Now, we should mention Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams. Right? So, he is the official backup to Gus Edwards right now. He looked pretty good in the preseason, but I don't care what happens in preseason play. It's a total misleader when it comes right down to it. To begin the season, you should treat Gus Edwards as a workhorse back. Mm -hmm. Like he's the only running back on the roster because that's really what it is right now. Tyson Williams will be added in bits and pieces a little more as the season goes on. But to start the season, Gus Edwards is money. Yeah, He's he's a workhorse back. But how long that lasts will remain to be seen. So this is someone that you can probably deal with. Halfway through the season, and it's going to look very appealing because of the numbers he'll generate before then. That's right. Now, who would you pick up at that time? I will pick up someone from your favorite team in the AFC, and that is another name, Williams. Javante Williams. I've been banging the table for him all summer. I'll keep banging the table for him <laughs> because I don't believe that Melvin Gordon is going to be on the roster once the NFL trade deadline passes. His contract is thick. He has issues in the city of Denver, in the state of Colorado. It's For me, it's adding up for him to be traded to a team like New Orleans, the Rams, maybe even Baltimore, but it's probably unlikely now they've picked up Le'Veon Bell. See, that's a very original take. I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, a lot of people would probably see this as a changing of the guard, right? Melvin Gordon's been around for a while. He's got a lot of carries already in his career. You bring in the new guy who looked bullish in college, mm. just looked amazing in college. Look pretty good in the preseason, so you feel like it's going to be a changing of the guard. Kind of like what we mentioned with Raheem Mostert and Trey mm-hmm. Sermon. But Nee's actually taken it a step further, saying that there's a good chance, at least he feels this way, that Melvin Gordon won't even be on the roster mm-hmm. when we get into the December. Yep. You know, late November, early December games that he could be gone by then on somebody else's team and Javante Williams becomes the guy. 
And if that's the case, at that point, Javante Williams is a steal. Mm-hmm. He's on the cheaper contract for running backs. Mm-hmm. You know how much front offices hate to pay running backs. <laughs> yeah. But also for Denver, they started the season pretty well, but they also finished the season pretty well. So he's got a pretty nice run into the fantasy playoffs, which is something that you want in and fantasy. As a fan of the Denver Broncos and having watched them for years and anybody who actually pays attention to the Broncos franchise, the Broncos organization, it's something that isn't really mentioned too often when it comes to running backs because they have a long history of very successful running backs. And quite often, these are, are guys that weren't supposed to do that well in the league. They're second-tier guys that became first-tier guys because they played in Denver. And all this credit has been given to the zone-blocking scheme that Shanahan used to use and that sort of thing. But what it really comes down to is defenses burn out over the course of a game in Denver because of altitude. Yes. Right. So what happens is if they do a run heavy scheme, the defense in the fourth quarter, they're gasping for air because they just can't keep up. And it gives running backs that additional edge that they need to blow games open or hold a score through the fourth quarter. So run heavy offenses has always been a thing in Denver. It will continue to be a thing. And Javante Williams can benefit from that. Shout out to Monty Ball and CJ Anderson, by the way. That's right. That's right. Hey, Justin Williams here. Thank you for listening to our segment thus far. If you want to hear more or receive exclusive detailed information, don't forget to follow us on our social medias, such as Instagram at pro.sports.podcasters. You can also get directly involved with us through messaging. See you later. Now, staying with the Mile High City, who's the starting quarterback there nowadays? Uh, they've actually got decided to go with Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, so you'd say he's a pretty good bet to start the season and produce in fantasy? I would say so. He's got a ton of weapons in Denver. Mm-hmm. Plus, this is a, a quarterback that knows how to run an offense. There we go. I think we need to give him a mulligan for what happened in Carolina. I think that was less about him and more about the way that offense is being run. I think Carolina might may bounce back, but... Bridgewater deserves a mulligan. He has an uh, elevated set of weapons in Denver. He has Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, North Fan, KJ Hammer as my sleeper, as well as Williams and Melvin Gordon to start the season. Ball is going to move a lot better in Denver than it is it was in Carolina last season. Bridgewater will get the start, and I think he has a good start to the season. Well, yeah, granted, the schedule is soft, too. We've mentioned this, right? They've got a soft start to the season, so Bridgewater can get acclimated in Denver against some really weak competition with crazy weapons around him. This is somebody that, if you need a spot starter, if if your current quarterback on your roster has got a brutal defense to face, right? Let's say a a Washington, Mm. (laughs) right? Or Denver, or someone like, you know, Tampa Bay or something like that, you may want to pick up Bridgewater. I'm guaranteeing you probably 95% of leagues, he's on the waiver wire. Yeah, he's chilling. Right? So you could pick him up, use him as a spot start, and probably benefit from that. But then as the season goes on, it gets a little tough for Denver. There's some pretty difficult matches ahead of them. Hmm. So at that point, you may want to look for somebody else. And who do we have? Well, mate, I like Trey Lance from the 49ers because as much as I like Jimmy Garoppolo who's going to get a start, I do believe that they will turn the keys over to the young Lance and the North Dakota State prospect is going to he's going to have the playbook down by then. He's going to... He showed flashes in preseason, but he also showed some moments of 
bookiness. Well, he can score with his legs, too. That's right. And that's something right. that Jimmy Garoppolo cannot do. <laughs> cannot do at all. Right? For the same reason, like Justin Fields, right? He's, they're going to start off with Andy Dalton. They're going to ease him in. I don't know how many games Dalton will start when it comes right down to it, but Fields looks like a guy that's ready to start in the NFL. Mm. He looked very good in the preseason. Again, take that with a grain of salt. But this is another player that can score with his legs. He's got a big arm, can throw downfield. Those are a couple of guys that later on in the season can maybe benefit you, maybe even surprise and help you win a championship. There we go. So, yeah, if you got maybe Cousins or someone like that who's who's good, but you might be a bit iffy on, you could get one of these guys pretty much off the wave wire for nothing and just have them in your back pocket ready to rumble when their, their time comes. Yeah, now something we've faced criticism for because we don't talk about it too often, and that's because the position isn't that exciting when it comes right down to it. But we want to include a couple of tight ends as well because there are the obvious tight ends that everybody wants, but only, you know, three or four people in your league can have them. So after that, it's what do you do at tight end? Now, maybe you've got a TJ Hawkinson, maybe you've got a Mark Andrews or a Noah Fant, and you feel pretty good about that. But what if you didn't get one of those guys? What are you looking at? Right. No, jokes aside, you can get Dan Arnold because... Dan Arnold, who's that? He, he's actually similar to Mark Andrews and Darren Waller. He's a converted wide receiver like those two, and he is now in Carolina. He was previously in New Orleans and also in Arizona, but they didn't use him properly. In this Carolina offense, I expect him to play. He's he's already usurped Ian Thomas as the number one tight end there, and as we know, Carolina has a very nice schedule. They also have a new quarterback. See, the dog agrees with me. The the Panthers have Sam Donald, and typically new quarterbacks, new offenses, they lean on the tight end. I like Dan Arnold to get a little bit more production than we thought. He has a good start to the season. Yeah, I mean, people are going to question whether or not there's too many targets in Carolina. I mean, you've got the best player in fantasy football in Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. Sam Darnold reunites with Robbie Anderson, who he's had previous success with. You've got DJ Moore there, who's put up some great numbers in past seasons. Right? So you're thinking, oh, is Dan Arnold even going to get any targets? you got to remember the tight end position, it's featured in a lot of different sets. Mm -hmm. Right? So he is going to get targets. Sure, Christian McCaffrey will probably get the lion's share of the offense when it comes right down to it. But when Sam Darnold is technically a new quarterback there, Mm -hmm. you want to ease a quarterback in and give him some confidence, you give him a big tight end to throw to. And that's what Dan Arnold is. So Dan Arnold can really stand out maybe early. Maybe it's someone you don't want late, but we're telling you, early on, this is someone you can start. Hey, you can't spell Darnold without D. Arnold. So remember that. (laughs) Now, Cole, who is someone that we should look at later on in the season at tight end? So, later on in the season, we're going to go to the worst division in football. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the NFC East. But we're talking about Logan Thomas. And Logan Thomas showed up pretty big in, in a few games late in the season last year. Mm-hmm. So, again, this could be somebody that's been picked up in your leagues. You're not going to find him on every waiver wire. Maybe in smaller leagues, maybe 10-team leagues, mm-hmm. maybe an 18-league, he'll be on the waiver wire. Yeah. But in most 12-team, 14-team leagues, he'll probably be picked up. But it's whether or not he does enough early for that particular manager to believe in him. But this is someone we think can really pop late because they've got a favorable end of the season. And again, uh, Washington doesn't have as many targets, really, to go around. So I think Logan Thomas is going to get a lion's share. Yeah, like you said, I mean, the, I guess the headline is there are Gibson, McLaurin, Maybe Caleb Samuel if he's healthy by yeah. then. But 
That's really it, isn't that, it? That is it. That yeah. is it. I mean, Deami Brown's a rookie. I don't care what anyone says. A rookie <laughs> wide receiver is a rookie wide receiver. Well, Adam Rank says he's he's the next big wide receiver, so come on. I'm sure he's working out. He probably is a big wide receiver. <laughs> anyway, Scott Turner, the OC, has come from Carolina. He had a lot of um, Greg Olson yeah. in, in his packages. He had a lot of Logan Thomas last year. His magic is up. That's a quarterback upgrade. We like that. And I trust that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be looking for his tight end. In 2021. And something we should mention about tight ends, tight ends are generally a position you can trade for. Yes. This is one of those positions that people aren't so clingy to. I mean, unless you have one of the big three, although they never really come up in trades. But outside of that, you can usually find a way to wrestle a tight end away from one of the opposing managers or even have one thrown in to complete a deal. And Logan Thomas is one of those guys that at the right moment, you could probably get him. Yeah, I was just about to say Throwing is exactly the move. I mean, let's say someone comes to you looking for Raheem Mercer and Sammy Watkins and you ask for an upgrade at one of those positions, running back wide receiver, and then you just ask for Logan Thomas or tight end of his ilk. Yeah, throw in Logan Thomas, we got a deal. There you go. <laughs> right? Quite often they're like, yeah, sure, it's a, it's another tight end. It's just yeah, one just of those other tight ends that we don't care away. about. So those are the guys. These are the guys we're saying that you could maybe – Take advantage of early and pick up late to potentially win your fantasy football season. I'm Neil Spruce. I'm Coberta Rond. And for all of your fantasy football information, tips, tricks, help, definitely sign up to our newsletter. You can get it through the website. There's a link there. You can also get a link to it from our Instagram page. We've got like a landing page there that'll take you to it. And the newsletter will actually allow you to get all of our tips and tricks when it comes to fantasy, as well as additional information on all of our episodes. And you'll also be able to find coupons for some of the different organizations we've partnered with to get discounts off their products. There we go. How good is that? Some fantasy advice and some freebies as well. 